Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. So tonight's conversation is with a good friend, and it is actually a prime example of something that I strongly believe, that at any given moment in time, we are just one encounter away from a destiny moment. And I often ask people, are you ready and will you show up? And the reason why this for me is a destiny moment, Jeanette Sly and I met, um, from my recollection, she can tell you her version. From my recollection, we met at a WOW, Women of Wellness Conference in which I presented a session. And at the buffet table, she came over and her brilliance and her brightness, she graciously shared how she enjoyed my session. But there was something about her that made me remember, like uh, her frame, her face, her brightness stuck with me. And from that moment, that fleeting moment of connection, graciousness, sisterhood, women being willing to encounter and embrace one another. So many moments have happened and built from that moment. She was one of the very first groups to uh, do a study with my book, Fearless Conversations with the Limitless God, virtually. She uh, helped me test the waters of doing that experience. She, Her daughter has been on our show as well. And when it came time in the middle of the pandemic where I felt like I was getting stuck And I decided to step outside of my comfort zone and do something I had never done before, which is to do a year of growth live webinars nationally, open to all of my clients, whether it was the marketplace or ministry, anyone could log in. And I asked if she would partner with me and her business perfect in my hands crochet, every session, if she would create a top or a outfit for me to wear to engage and connect with the participants. And she said, yes. And from there, that moment is actually the platform that opened the door for me to feel confident enough to do this on Voice America. And so anyone out there who is feeling like I just don't know enough people or my opportunity, I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm telling you, we are all just one encounter away from a destiny moment. 
And will you be open to it? Will you say yes to it? And are you ready? So I'm ready to introduce to you my friend, my collaboration partner, and my girlfriend gathering sister, Jeanette Sly. So let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a loving wife of Thomas Sly Jr. of 23 years and a devoted mother of Jaslyn, who's 20, and Zane who and Thomas, who are twins, correct? Yeah. Um, who are both 17. She's been an elementary school teacher for 24 years, and she's taught grades K to five in various school districts and two different states. And I absolutely love following her on social media with all of the antics that happen (laughs) in her classroom. Her ministry passion is speaking and spending time with women and married couples. She loves to help them see their purpose in God. Her revived passion is crocheting. She is an avid fiber artist who enjoys creating perfect designs one stitch at a time. In 2001, Jeanette and her husband founded Treasures of the Heart Ministries, which is made up of individuals of all ages who proclaim God's name through song, dance, and poetic expression. And in 2018, they expanded to Treasures of the Heart Worship Center, which is located in downtown Frederick, Maryland, where they are real people serving a real God. Their ministry has released three CD recordings and various publications over the years. It is also through this ministry that Jeanette started a women's group called Queens for Christ. In 2008, Jeanette joined seminary school with the Freedom Bible College, where she received her Master's of Ministry degree in 2010. And over the years, she has been a sought-after speaker for multiple women and marriage conferences across the region. Jeanette understands that eyes have not seen, neither ears heard, or entered into the hearts of men what God has in store. She continues to trust God in all things seeks him first and allows him to direct her path in this wonderful journey with him. Her goal is to continue to provide the kingdom of God so that people's lives would be fully transformed into his plan to be the glory, to God be the glory. Favorite scripture, Philippians 1, 6, he who begun a good work shall complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I am excited for us to unpack how Jeanette has been able to step out of the shadows and to not only revive a gift and a love, but is impacting women around the globe and just simply being a servant and light to the world around her. Welcome to the show, Jeanette. Thank you. I am so excited. I am elated that I am here. Um, You know, anytime I get with you, I get excited. (laughs) So I'm just happy to be here. And I just want to tell you publicly, thank you for everything that you have done in my life. Um, Because if it, if, if it wasn't honestly for you, and I know that you're not, you know, a person that's by, you know, has a big head or anything, but it was because of you that I was able to step out 
and step out and not be fearful, you know, to continue to do. So I just thank you for, you know, everything that you've done. And you are an amazing oh. woman and my mentor. Oh, you know what? I'm, I am humbled and um, so great, graciously honored um, that God would create divine moments, mm -hmm. divine moments. Yes. And we both said yes in the moment. Mm -hmm. And since then, sometimes I know you've, you have, you've said, why did I say yes to her? <laughs> yes. I know that you have, I know that you have, but if we jump into your story, I um, had the pleasure of reading your, your bio, your background and more details about your story. Um, and as I read it this morning, I posted actually Albert Einstein's quote that women who the woman who follows the crowd will usually go no, no further than the crowd. The woman who walks alone is like, likely to find herself in places no one has ever been before. And in the title for the show, I love the expression that you used, who I choose to be, meaning that choice denotes that there are alternatives. There's alternative paths that we each can take. And the path um, that you have taken, that you've been comfortable in, has often been in the crowd. <laughs> and that has been your comfort zone, but you actually found yourself when you had to go the solo road. Can you tell us a little bit about that solo road journey and the struggle that was tied to that? Oh my goodness. Um, when I saw that quote this morning, it hit me like, I was like, this is exactly what was going on. That I was so used to being um, supporting people from the back, you know, and I was comfortable there. Like I wanted to be there. And I said, as long as I'm right here, I'm okay. But that's as far as I could go. You know, and in my heart, I knew that I could do what they were doing, you know, and so, but it was just a struggle to just stay right there because it was comfortable. And if I got any further, it would be a little uncomfortable. And so that whole struggle has been a struggle basically all my life until this one moment, you know, where I have this business. And now I have to step into the light and I have to step up front and do things that I'm not used to doing. So it was a whole, like, this is a whole entirely new territory, but I must say that I am loving the new Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how it often is? I think about clients that I have coached and supported them to come out from the shadows and oftentimes we can use the shadows, we'll call it, oh, we're being supportive when actually we're hiding. That's all I was doing. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And many times when I've coached people, they will come to me and ask me questions that they actually already know the answer to. And instead of just saying yes, They'll continue to ask people the same question over and over again as though 
it will validate the hiding place that they have opted, as you said, they have chosen to sit in, even though they know there is more for them to do. Mm-hmm. What what were some of the stories you were telling yourself when you were in that hiding place? And what was the story you told yourself that broke you free? Well, when I was in the hiding place, I would, just like you said, I would ask all the questions that I already knew the answer to. And I would tell myself, well, I'm still supporting. I'm still here. You know, I'm, 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 I'm helping. I'm just going to help out. You just go ahead and do your stuff. You know, I'll be here, whatever you need, I'm going to be available, you know? But then when I got home, I would be like, girl, I can't believe that you sat there and you did all of that knowing that you, in your heart, you wanted to do more. Why didn't you just do more? And so I would, I mean, I would have full blown conversations with myself. I would, I was talk, I would answer my own self. And so, but at the end of the day, the, the old girl would always win. You know, I would just be like, well, I'm just going to keep, you know, supporting until one day (laughs) I had an opportunity where I couldn't pull from the old girl. Nobody knew but me. (laughs) And so I had to step up. And in all of that, it has taught me that you really can do it. It's really not as deep as you are, you know, you're making it to be. And I was a prisoner of my own self. It was no one else that was doing it. A lot of times people say, you know, because of this and that and that, it was my own self, you know, that I was causing my own self to think these things. And I had to just make a choice that, Today is the last day that this is going to happen. You are not going to, now tomorrow it's going to come back again and you're going to tell yourself that you're going to go back in hiding, but today you have to, you got to stand firm and mm-hmm. say that not today. Today, like I tell the devil sometimes, devil, not today. And that's what I had to tell Jeanette, not today. You know what you said that you were going to do. You have everything that you need. You don't need to ask any more questions. Um, someone on, was on your broadcast a couple weeks ago and they, they said that. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. She said, stop asking all those questions because you already know the answer. There's no more questions to ask. You know? So that, that was the turning point for me that I just had to make, a, make up in my mind and the fact that no one else knew but mm-hmm. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And something that just resonated with me as you were explaining the conversation you would have with yourself, Mm -hmm. you actually said, now tomorrow, I know you're going to show up again to tell me what I can't do, Mm -hmm. but you already Mm pre-planned ahead of time what you were going to say when that feeling or that emotion or that doubt showed back up. Instead of being surprised that it was there, you already had your response prepared so that when it showed up mm-hmm. and it's so oftentimes people will get discouraged because it showed back up again and then they'll shame themselves or uh, shrink back mm-hmm. because the thought is, well, I thought I dealt with that yesterday. Right. We're human beings. Mm-hmm. And when we have believed a lie about ourselves for decades, mm-hmm. sometimes depending on when the, the lie started, When we've believed something for decades, it's going to take time to rewire that reality. So we have to get a practice that will intentionally continue to unwire 
the lie and not dismiss it, but actually pull it in. Yeah. I knew you were going to come. Yep. (laughs) I know. I know you're here. Go ahead and sit down because Mm -hmm. I still need to do this work. Yep. It was intentional. (laughs) I had to be intentional and I had to keep saying it, girl, you have to be intentional. This is what's going to happen tomorrow. Be intentional and say no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be able to uh, prep us for the next question, but we're getting ready to take a break and you have become such an incredible part of my story from fearless conversations to joining me at Sandy Cove to help work my tables to coming to just about every growth session that I provided in 2021, being that shining light, all from a buffet counter (laughs) (laughs) encounter, that moment, you have just become such an incredible force of sisterhood and friendship. And now you are also a part of the newest venture that Living Strong is providing. And I'm going to share what it is with our audience. And when we come back, can we start there and just tell me what you are hoping to gain from the Girlfriend Gathering? Would you do that when we come back from break? Sure, absolutely. Awesome. So let me help you understand what Jeanette's going to tell you is impacting her life. John Maxwell tells us uh, that change is inevitable, but growth is optional. So I'm welcoming you into a series that we are calling the Girlfriend Gathering Series. We are going to provide five more of them, six in all. One is already passed. You have a chance to be a part of the next one at the end of this month. But we're inviting you to join a group of like-minded women who are focused on intentional strategy, accountability, and the opportunity for change. Our next Girlfriend Gathering is March 26th. It is both virtual and in person, and it is an opportunity for you to, this time, not only look at your habits, but begin to shape your choices around time management, making time for sustainable change, as well as financial habits that will change your relationship with your credit and even more. So March 26th is right around the corner and we only provide a limited number of virtual and in-person spots. Because you are a Voice America listener, there's a special promo code for you to use to register and get a discount. It is GFG2022. And registration is on livingstrongllc.com, our website. Grab your spot today before the deadline or all of the spots are taken. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out 
in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit sandracoats.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. I've been having a conversation with my good, good sister friend and sharing with you how a chance interaction at the buffet line of the Wild Women's Conference has led to such an amazing relationship, partnership, collaboration. And I shared a little bit about the Girlfriend Gathering, which is our 2022 mission and opportunity that we are partnering with Misfit Heroes in Norristown. And Janet, you are a part of that group as well. And I feel like there's an opportunity for us to make a connection back to something you just said. When you made the decision that you were no longer going to be in the shadows and dismiss the lie that, oh, I'm just helping. It's a, when knowing that that's not the role you were supposed to take. What are you getting out of the girlfriend gathering and Actually, why did you decide to even join? Well, I decided to join because every time that I um, put myself in a situation where I'm doing something on my own, I feel like I'm having a success because some things that are simple for other people, that is a challenge for me because my entire life, I have been relying on other people that have been very close to me. And so when I saw the girlfriend gatherings, once I realized that I am relying on these people to help me, you know, then I said, well, God, I need you to help me make sure that I am doing what I'm supposed to do according to what you called me to do. And so when I saw the girlfriend gathering at first, I was hesitant again. I was just like, okay, well, who's going to go with me? How am I going to do, you know? And I said, you're doing it again. I said, it doesn't matter who's going to go with you. I bought my ticket. I talked to my husband and he said, go, you know, I had no idea who was going to go. And so 
um, when I went, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I needed to be connected with like-minded people who could help encourage me and to continue to push me forward and where I needed to go. And so that girlfriend gathering, that was the perfect opportunity for me to be amongst women that I knew that I wouldn't necessarily know, but I know I needed them in order to move forward, you know, and, and like you said, to work on my time management, um, to work on my systems, you know, making sure all of those things were in place. And so I, that was the best money that was spent in my life. I so appreciate you. And, and that really is the vision of girlfriend gatherings is that it is a room, whether it's virtual Mm -hmm. or it is in person. And we really try to make it a very intentional environment, regardless of which space you are in. You will be fed, but it is getting in a circle of accountability and being willing to have iron sharpens iron and recognizing that we both have sharpness to us. We both have power and strength. And when we come together It is something about coming together that will create the spark, that will create the even more sharpened edges that will allow us to remain accountable to not only say what we want, but actually do what we've been called to do. And sometimes that requires uh, requires us to be in the space where others are, whoa, she got her website out. Whoa. She got that book published. Whoa. She got zoning done. Wait, what? Let me check my, my to-do list. When you have to stand on your tiptoes in a room with other people, it challenges you to say, oh, wait a minute. I can't be the slacker. Yes. 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 I, I, I love it. I'm always that saying that everyone says, you know, make sure you're in the room with people that are smarter than you. Like yes. I, I, I got that concept and I took it and ran. I said, I'm going to find every person that I think is smarter than me and I'm going to look at what they're doing and I'm going to try my hardest to duplicate it. Now, not duplicate it to make it look like what they did, mm-hmm. but make it for me. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm learning how to take be inspired and then take that inspiration and turn it into what God had designed for me. And that's what's encouraging to me now in my life. So I want to jump into that because something I found interesting that I actually didn't know was that you started crocheting at 18 and then you stopped for almost 20 (laughs) years. So you started something that you fell in love with and you stopped for 20 years And then you picked it up back up. But since you've picked it back up, you have created designs that have blessed and dressed women from around the world. Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm sporting my um, perfect in my hands crocheted sweater. I have several. And um, for those who are in our Facebook community, you can see the amazing designs behind her. I want to know, Someone with such amazing gifting, why did you stop and what made you pick it back up again? 
Well, when I was 18, I started it because my mother, my mother is a crafter. She does everything. She used to bake cakes. She used to like um, make floor arrangements. My mom was always crafting, doing something. Now, I'm not quite sure why the yarn kind of got me intrigued. I think it's more so just taking a piece of string and then turning it into something. Um, when I was 18, I didn't have like a, I, I wasn't like excited about it, but I self-taught myself. I went and, you know, we had YouTube, we had the internet, none of that stuff was around. And so I had to go to the store, buy me a book. I learned how to read a pattern, taught myself. And I made my father this little short scarf and he wore it with pride. <laughs> and, and so, it, you know, I was just happy that I did that. I think I was just trying to craft because my mom was crafting. And so it kind of died down. And then one day I saw a teacher friend. Now this is now I'm starting to teach school. I see a teacher friend and she used to crochet at lunch every single lunch period. And I would sit there and watch her. And I'd be like, I know, I, I know I used to know how to do that. And that just developed a love and a passion in me. And it became a hobby. Like after that, it's mm -hmm. like, it took a whole nother form. I just began to love it. I filled my house with yarn. Like if you ask my husband, that's what he's going to say. And I just began to really, really love to do it. And so it's been, it's been amazing. Like everything you see now, that just blows my mind. Cause I never want, even when I picked it back up, I didn't think it was going to turn into this. <laughs> you know, I just love doing it. <laughs> you know, so where did the business part come in? You're oh, clearly gifted. You, I have, we have, my experience has been, I have come up with this idea and I said, huh, I wonder if Jeanette can turn that into a top or a dress. I'm just going to send her the picture. And when I tell you, it will come in the mail, <laughs> fit perfectly. We are in two different states. Yes. We didn't share that. So she lives in Maryland. I live yes. in Pennsylvania yes. in the U.S. And we are never next to each other. <laughs> she, I sent her a picture. It arrives in the mail within the, the time frame. She's always early with delivery. It fits perfectly and the designs are exquisite. And so where did the, the business come from? Because I understand the talent. Mm -hmm. Well, the business, I, I was kind of, you know how they say you were voluntold? <laughs> my business was formed through, I was voluntold to start this business. I had no desire to start a business and it was prophetic. Um, our, our good, good, good mother, Dale Sharp Lee, um, uh -huh. back at the wild conference, she was one of my first customers and she mentioned me and she said, I want you to make some, um, uh, necks, some cows. And so I said, okay, that's fine. I just love the crochet. I'll make it. And yes. I made, she was my largest order. And so after I made that, she said, oh, God is going to bless you. This is going to be a business. And I said, oh, bless her heart. I was like, she don't even know that I am no, not concerned about a business at all. And it just, everything that just kind of fell in my lap. Like God, honestly, he ordained everything to be the way that it was going to be after her. 
people just kept, you know, um, trying to contact me and say, can you make this? Can you make this? How much is this? They kept asking me questions that I couldn't answer. And so I said, well, I guess I got to um, start a business because <laughs> they're telling me I got to start a business. I don't know how, Lord, but I guess we're going to start this journey. And honestly, that is really how Perfect in My Hands came about. It wasn't a business plan. I didn't have anything written down because I don't know anything about business. I'm an elementary school teacher, you know, <laughs> so I don't have any business degree. And so when we started the name, I had no idea how the name was going to come about, but, mm. and I'm not crafty in that area. And so one day I was delivering some crocheted um, cotton dishcloths to my mom, which she absolutely loves. And so I gave her these dishcloths and she said, oh my goodness, these are perfect in my hands. And I said, that is the That's name right there. And so it is two integral people. Dale Sharpley prophetically spoke this business and my mother already prophetically spoke the name. And that's how Perfect in My wow. Hands started. <laughs> wow. Again, divine moments. Yes. I just love, and it's so important to lean in in the moment it, because how often will someone shrink back because people are asking questions mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily have the answer to, yeah. or we don't have all of our ducks in the row. So clearly I'm not ready for this. So I need to shrink back mm -hmm. instead of recognizing why, why shouldn't I just step forward yeah. and find the answers mm -hmm. and have those feet that it's almost like the duck in the pond. My feet are moving quickly yeah. underneath mm -hmm. and on top. Yep. I can deliver that. I can figure it out. I can yep. move forward. In your own words, you are on a mission to make others feel valued, beautiful, and loved. Mm -hmm. How has your mission pushed you past your fears? Well, just making sure that everything that I, cre I create is, like you said, something that's going to make people feel special. Um, I do want it to be different. I want it to feel different. I want them to, you know, um, understand that this isn't just a piece of, you know, fabric. This is something that is, I want to bless you. I want you to wonder who made this and it'll give me an opportunity to, you know, give them and to share a little bit about Christ. Um, and just the challenges that come with that is just making sure that again, that I really understand that this is something that God has designed. This is something that God has given me. Um, and I want to ensure that whatever I do, I do it because he has designed it. You know, I, I, I don't want to look different. I mean, I do want to look different from other people. Um, but ultimately, I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing, it is done unto Christ because he mm. is truly the one that started, you know, all of this. You know, yes, so. his timing, his yes, timing. Yes, yes. So can you tell us a little bit about what is crocheting? How is it di different from knitting? Because I know some people <laughs> will interchange the two together yes. and they are different. Yes. And, and so can you kind of explain the, the process to us? Um, and what have you learned about yourself mm -hmm. that crocheting has taught you? Well, definitely. Well, crocheting is, first of all, crocheting is knitting. Um, look at me. I'm going to mess it up. Crocheting is um, making stitches with one 
crochet hook. Like it's almost like a little stick that has a little hook on it. Um, and the only difference is between knitting, it uses two needles where crochet is using one needle and people always go revert to knitting and they always say, Oh, you know, my husband always says, are you knitting again? You know, I'm like, no, I don't knit. I crochet, you know? <laughs> so um, that's really the only difference. Both of them will create beautiful pieces. They both use different kinds of fibers and various stitches. Um, it, the possibilities are endless with crocheting. Um, and that's what people, you know, really need to understand. Now, what I've learned about myself through crocheting is, as I said before, um, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, why I went to the Girlfriend Gathers and why I almost kind of, you know, I stalk you all the time um, because, because I understand that when I go in places that may seem uncomfortable for me, then it is creating an opportunity for me to exercise and practice what I self-talk to myself at home. And so crocheting has allowed me to be able to, one, be at peace because it's very therapeutic. Um, and so it's just allowed me to really think things through, to look at the crochet world because the crochet world is so many things that are involved in it. And so the things that I see I'm looking at and I'm like, I could be a part of this, you know? And so just being able to understand the crocheting and the whole act of crocheting, I have allowed myself or afforded myself opportunities to be in places that I would have never been in and to be able to look at those places and say, just like they have done it, you are able to do it as well. And that would have never happened in any other area of my life because as I said before, I've been reliant on people all of my life from childhood all the way up to adulthood. You know, my dad did everything for me in my um, college career. I followed mm -hmm. my best friend, Gracie. I wouldn't go to college um, up to the main campus until she went up to the main campus. And then when I got married, I got a husband who did everything for me. Mm -hmm. You know, so now I have crochet and crochet is a part where the people in my circle, no one knew anything. Nobody knew how to crochet but me, you know? And so when I developed the business, I had to reach out to people that I would have never been able to reach out to. And I cannot tell you how many women that I have been able to speak to and been afforded to have these opportunities that I would have never been able to do. And so it, some people look at it, as, oh, you're just crocheting. I'm like, it's so much more than that. Like, I'm not just crocheting. I'm meeting people that I would have never done. I'm doing things that I would have never done before had I not picked up that crochet hook. Yes. How sometimes we can call something a just when it's so much more complex than that. Yeah. And I like to just touch on a point that you actually brought up that many people crochet for different reasons and some people can use it therapeutically. I know in the work that we do with trauma-impacted individuals as well as those who are um, processing or moving through anxiety and stress and it can become the, the movement of the needle, the feel of the fibers, the texture, the ability to be able to focus your mind, the, the process of moving your hands, all of that can have a very therapeutic um, component to it. Uh, yeah. So some therapeutic practices uh, have also been tied to overcoming addictions and things like that. So what why exactly do you crochet 
beyond the fact that it is your assignment, Mm -hmm. but what pushes you, what prompts you? Well, I crochet because as I said, I'm an elementary school teacher and you know the complexities of elementary children. (laughs) So I crochet so I don't hurt people. Um, (laughs) That's a little, that's a slogan that's in the crochet world. Like I crochet so I don't hurt people. And, um, but I honestly, it is peace for me. Like, you know how people say, oh, this is my self-care. Like I literally, I literally cannot live without crocheting. Like I have to crochet on a daily basis. I'll come in a house and I'll tell everybody, I say, y'all, I've really had a very rough day. If y'all just give me 10 minutes just so I can crochet a couple rows, I will be all yours, you know, but, mm. and now those 10, those little couple rows turn into like 50 rows, but they respect me enough to know that that is a part of my life. And so it, it really brings me peace. It calms me down from a high maintenance job. It calms me down. Um, and I have teenagers, you know, so it's always something going on in this house, you know, and sometimes I'll say, y'all, I just need to crochet for a little bit and then I can be available, you know, so it is a calming mechanism for me. (laughs) And you also have created an understanding with your family, because I think about, Uh, Women who have often shared that, well, I can't do that because they expect me to do this. I can't really pause a moment because my family needs me to do this. But you're very upfront that this is something I need. If you want me to show up as my strongest, healthiest, most productive self, Mm -hmm. I need you to give me this time so that I can be who you are calling me to be. And I don't often hear women put it in that context that they have openly created this message with their family. I need to do this in order for me to be who you are asking me to be. Yep, because I tell them, I say, I want to be the greatest mom that I could be. I want to be the greatest wife that I can be. But I do not want to bring the hustle and the bustle of the daily job in this home and then take it out on you. So mm-hmm. the only way that I can do that, if you just let me feel, even if I go, sometimes I'll say, I just need to go to the yarn store. I just want to touch the yarn. And then by the time I come home, I'm okay. You know, yes. and sometimes time will say, you look like you had a rough day, go buy you some yarn. And I say, Oh, good. You know? <laughs> and so, and so they really respected enough. And we had to set those boundaries because I want them to understand that, you know, everybody has to have something to help them cope with life, you know? And so that is, you know, some people like to read, some people like to just meditate. Mine, I like to crochet, you know, that is exactly what I do. And I, I, I love each and every one of my family members for allowing me to have my crochet moments. Yes. So I want to get into kind of the habits and skills part of our conversation. And then we'll walk into who you discovered yourself to be as you continued to build this this business. When we talk about the process of being a creative, I know um, in Living Strong, I'm constantly building and creating content. And sometimes I can tell myself, oh, I'll get to that tomorrow. Uh, Or I have a great idea, but I'm like, ah, I'll get to that later. 
Procrastination um, is a really big topic, especially for people who are entrepreneurs as well as those who are creatives. When you're calling, um, when you're called to actually create something or produce what you will call perfection, <laughs> perfect in your hands, when you are creating and, and building things, how do you keep yourself out of the trap of procrastination? Well, whenever the, this part of like creating the actual design, that's not any procrastination. Like I can do that like easily. Now there are some things like some, there's some things that I absolutely do not like to do. I do not like to crochet blankets at all. I will crochet them gladly for the person, but it's the same stitch and it's over and over and over again. And so I like complex things. And so I'll ask them, well, do you want another color? No, I want it all red. I'm like, okay, you know, so. <laughs> and so what I have to do, some of the things with crochet that I try and do, I try and do like some me projects. And so I try and put other projects in between and then that way it doesn't seem so long and try and do a little bit at a time and then do a little of my me projects that are a little bit more complex. So I feel like I'm accomplishing something. Um, now the business side of it, that's, that's, that's my little enemy. That, that's the part that there'd be the little devil on my little shoulder and people like, no, don't do that, don't do that. You know, because that's taking me away from what I love to do. And so that there, I have to, again, I, I do a lot of self-talk with myself, you know, that I have to make sure. And then I have my husband, you know, he is an integral part with the business side. You know, I have a lot of accountability partners. Um, I have, you, you, you know, you, I have my good friend Latoya and I got some real strong accountability partners. Like y'all like hit it hard, you know? <laughs> and so. Yes, I, we and, do. Yes. <laughs> and I think the fact that I know that you care for me and it's in my best interest. I think that alone gives me a little bit more push to say, you know what? I can't let them down. <laughs> I can't, mm -hmm. I can't let them down, you know? And mm -hmm. so those are some of the strategies that I try and, you know, I try and turn to talk to someone. I try and do other little projects here or there. Um, but very rarely do I procrastinate with the crochet. <laughs> it's the business part. And, and, business and, I, part. and I think though, it's an opportunity for us to be honest about the fact that we as entrepreneurs have a responsibility to not only continue to develop in our craft, mm -hmm. but to also develop as the CEO of yeah. our company, which are two different skill sets. Just because yep. you are great at creating presentations or you are great at designing things does not mean that you are also great at being the CEO of your business and running your business as though you are the CEO of a business. And so creating the space to grow and evolve over time, I think is important when we're building and coming out of the shadows, because again, it is great if you're a part of a group and someone else is responsible responsible for being in charge, that's wonderful. But as an entrepreneur, you are the driver yes. of your ship. God has given you the calling, but now you have to be a good steward yes. of what he has given you. So you have the creative side, 
but you also must cultivate the CEO side. And for me, that speaks growth and evolution. So how do you create room for your gradual development in being a CEO of Perfect In My Hands Crochet? Well, again, I I try and make sure that I put myself in places where people who are smarter than me, who already know the business. And even um, because at at one point in my life, I felt well in this journey, I felt I'm like, but Lord, I don't know any crochet entrepreneurs. So how am I going to do this? You know, and he just simply said, it doesn't have to be a crochet entrepreneur. I need you to find someone who's faithful in their entrepreneur business. And I need you to follow them. Because you don't have to, they don't have to know how to crochet to do the business side of it, you know. And so that's what I'm learning even now. So as I sit in the girlfriend gatherings, when I sit in the and just listen to people and things that they have developed in their own, you know, businesses, I'm like, I can connect that to the business side of what I'm doing, you know. So I'm like, Lord, just keep making opportunities for me, you know, to be able to do those things. And I sit back and I watch, and that's why I get so excited. When I see other businesses and my, you know, my sister's friends and all of their businesses that are up there. And, you know, one of the things on my website, that is my, I have a page called Entrepreneurs. And I made that page because that's my heart. Because I just understand that as we support one another, we're all going to win. And so understanding that concept, I'm like, Lord, just continue to put me in an avenue with people who can help me because, Lord, you know that this side, I'm totally oblivious. I don't understand all of that. And so just making opportunities for that and just, as you said in the gatherings, um, to create those systems, you know, and sometimes it's not just our habits, but are your systems in place? And that is what I'm working on to make sure that my systems are in place and that, you know, I can have a good business because I want people to come back. I want to have I didn't say that, you know, he who begun a good work shall perform until the day of Jesus Christ. Well, I want to make sure that my customer service is, is, is right. I want to make sure that my business is right. My page is right. And just to piggyback on what you said a little bit about you can have a group of people in the room, but you still are in charge. And that happened. You know, my husband was helping me with my website and I was like, well, can't you just go ahead and do it? And he's like, but I don't know where you want to put the pictures. And I'm like, oh, I got to do that too, you know? So, but I got to make sure it looks a certain way, you know? And so all of those things, just making sure that I'm, that's my daily prayer. God, just keep putting me in, in places with people that can help my business flourish and let me be a good student and be able to absorb, you know, what they have and take mm-hmm. it and do it, you know? So that's mm-hmm. You're reminding me of one of our sessions from 2021 in the growth webinars where we talked about mentors and recognizing there are the distant mentors that you can follow and then the next step mentors. And when I have coached individuals and we're in a space where we don't know something, it's an opportunity for us. There's always, there's a group for everything. And it's our willingness to step out and say, I don't know anyone in this group, but I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and step into this group and trust and believe that I'll meet someone. And that next engage, we are one engagement away from a destiny moment. Will you be open 
And will you be ready? And I think about how you have opened my eyes to the whole crochet world. Like there's, there's actually a crochet world. I had no idea. And once you started posting things, I was like, oh my goodness, there is a crochet world. Who knew this? It's huge. It's huge. There's a group or a world for everything, but we have to be willing to step into it and be uncomfortable and be the only, be the only. Step in there, be the only person who doesn't know everybody, be the only person of color, be the only person, the only female, be the, be the only in that moment. And you won't remain the only because you will create space for others to feel like they could do it too. Yes. Yes. And, and speaking of that, it is not a lot of black women who crochet, you know, and so you can easily stand out, you know, and so and and but what it looks like in the crochet world, you know, even some of those things, I'm like, Nora, but I don't know exactly everything you're saying, but I know it's not that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I need you to make sure that I am stepping and moving, not just because that's what they do, but it's because of that's what you said to do. Yes. Jeanette, I cannot tell you how amazing this conversation has been. I've only asked about half of my questions and we are three minutes away from being done already. We have to have a second, a part two, because I've only asked about half of my questions, but I want to make sure before we get off that people have an opportunity to look at your website, to follow you. And if you have not followed me, you can see all of the designs that she has created for me in 2021 that have been amazing showstopper um, pieces. She is creative, she is gifted, and she has integrity to her work. So, Jeanette, we've got about two minutes before we have to log off. Where can they find you and give us your website? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Perfect In My Hands. Everything is easy. Perfect In My Hands Crochet. Um, You can join our Facebook group, Perfect In My Hands Crochet. You can um, also, you know, just type my own name. You can reach me there. Um, But today is the beginning and the launch of our website. And you can reach us at www.perfectinmyhands.com. And you will see all of, well, as many designs as I could um, put up there. And um, it will always be updated. All the information on how to contact, how to order, all those things are right there. Yes. So I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. And I I just want to close out with the last minute that we have. And there's something in your bio that you shared about Um, adventure and that you in finding who you were Mm -hmm. and who God has called you to be. Jim Rohn says, don't ask for security, ask for adventure. What adventure is in front of Jeanette? One minute left. Oh my goodness. I am just so excited about what God has. And it's the, like I said, the possibilities are endless. I can't pinpoint and tell you exactly, but I know that whatever God has for me, as far as crochet and the yarn, I am taking it. I'm going to grab it and I'm going to take it and run with it. 
but I'm definitely looking into becoming a teacher and a mentor um, in those ways. So I'm just excited about what's going to happen. Wow. Very different conversation and your energy even was different from the beginning when we first started and you talked about how you enjoyed being in the background Mm -hmm. to how you just finished with everything, anything he has, I'm going to do it. I'm ready. I'm even ready to step into the arena of teaching and mentoring. You just, your whole life, your energy just shifted And when we come out of the shadows, when we are willing to step out of the background and into the foreground and embrace, stop worrying about being safe Mm -hmm. and actually step into the adventure that is in front of us, Mm -hmm. that's an opportunity to live strong and on the flip side. We so appreciate the fact that you have been with us and every week. Same time, same place. Make sure you join us again on the flip side of adversity next week. Thanks so much for being a part of the conversation. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.